2022, welcome to issue number 46 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Porkchop Andy, and <laughs> with me are my co-hosts, Shane the Night Creeper. Yeah, I am. Oh, sorry, wait, wait. Wait, <laughs> don't opt into that one, maybe. <laughs> maybe no but instead of yes and on that one. And uh, Rory, the fuzzy one. No, yeah, I'll take it. I think, I think that's I think more I'm factual than anything. Yeah, it's factual. Yeah, that's pretty legit. <laughs> it's not as damaging to my reputation as Night Creeper. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'd called you the Night Creeper, you probably wouldn't have immediately been like, yeah, totally, either. <laughs> uh, who knows now? I don't know what that says about Shane. Uh, today, we read comics that feature Daredevil, the X-Men, and introducing our new friend Moon Knight. And they take us from September through December of 1980. And during this time, you know, baby, 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 you know I got you some Andy's bummers. And we are starting with one that uh, I think Rory's been impatient for, which is the Republican challenger Ronald Reagan defeats incumbent Democratic President Jimmy Carter in a landslide exactly one year after the beginning of the Iran hostage crisis. Oh, is that what the song Landslide is about? I think so. Yeah. I mean, no, like... no, no. Expound upon that, Shane. No, you took us I'm... here. You took us here. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. You, you drove the car here. Now give us the tour out of the window. Show us but, where we listen, are. Well, I... notori- notorious uh, Republican boosters, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> came out with a song celebrating their tremendous victory. <laughs> their favorite president. Their favorite Ronald president. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> uh Here's one that I I actually found kind of fun slash interesting slash horrible. In September 28, 1980, there's an article in the Washington Post called Jimmy's World. And it was written by journalist Janet Cook about the life of an eight-year-old heroin addict. And she won the Pulitzer Prize for it. And days later, it was revealed to be entirely fraudulent. I think we just established how low the bar was in this year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to make up a fucking story about an eight-year-old heroin addict just to sort of like tug America's heartstring, get the Pulitzer and not admit it was fake? Like, that's just that's just awful. This uh, this is from the Wikipedia article. Apparently, this is a quote. She described the quote. Needle marks freckling the baby smooth skin of his thin brown arms. That's knowing that's fiction is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. they managed to make it racist. And also the idea like I could even wrap my head around the possibility of an eight year old junkie. I do mm-hmm. not believe they'd be sophisticated at <laughs> at using injection heroin like right. that's. 
it's a wild supposition that he knows how to cook heroin. Fill his, yeah. you know, fill his needles, get needles. Yeah. <laughs> get heroin. Get... <laughs> well, you know, they were giving it away back then. Uh, yeah, well, sure. Well, they uh, had to get is... the war on drugs started. You gotta start it somehow. Uh, this is this is the part that, that made me, if I could get a little more angry, it made me a little more angry. In, in 1996, there was an interview with her uh, like a GQ interview because this reporter Mike Sager at GQ is her like old boyfriend and used to work with her at Washington Post and uh, they did this whole like post interview about it and apparently both of them sold the film rights to this whole story for 1.6 million dollars fucking gross so not only did they, they don't have do to, they this, didn't have to give that back after the after I the don't know it was defun- debunked well no this is this was like almost 20 years later they sold the film oh they oh shit <laughs> Oh. It's all the film rights about their life story about being frauds. Oh yeah, I mean that's For, like that is what it is. That's that's awful, and you know you fucking hate the dark side of capitalism. But yeah, yeah, if you're a shitty person, and then somebody wants to make a movie about you, that's you know that's allowed. That's, yeah, you that's, say yes. That's millions of dollars on the table that you can just grab. I guess. I'm confused. It, does this movie ever get made yet? Is no, this a movie? This no, is a Netflix never, original? It's unsellable. It, <laughs> it, it never got past the script stage. So they paid oh. $1.6 million to these, this fraud, and then they didn't even make a movie. <laughs> well, they should have had her write it. I know. Oh. I know. Anyway, that one that one took me for a whole loop. I had uh, You can you could tell I went down some sort of Wikipedia deep dive on that one. Uh, my final one is that John Lennon was shot and killed, um, which That's is another... Yeah, that's a bummer. So it's a bad year. It's a bad year, but we had some good comics. And uh, what's that? It's price check. I know. I know. This yeah, this is a you, lot you, of bits. We're getting a lot this. of segments. We're getting a <laughs> lot look, of segments. Look, we haven't done. We haven't recorded this podcast for a month. And I will tell you, this is probably the only stupid price check segment that is going to be actually full of some sort of content. He's uh, got a lot of buildup, Rory. You got to let him <laughs> clean those pipes out. <laughs> Just let me do this, okay? <laughs> Comics cost 50 cents now. And you can tell Marvel feels bad about it because they have a whole spiel on the inside about like, like I think Jim Shooter wrote this whole thing on the inside of one of these issues. Like, oh, I know, we're sorry. We're so sorry. It's inflation. What are you going to do? We could blame people, but we're just going to apologize. And they created a contest and they covered almost every issue that we read this week with this huge banner at the top that says this Marvel comic could be worth $2,500 to you. And uh, as sort of a, 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 an apology for raising the price to 50 cents, they uh, they asked kids to write little tiny essays for the chance to win $2,500. Um, including Toys R Us. Yeah, well, that that I think is a separate thing. The Toys R Us thing, I think, is separate. Oh, is the Toys R Us one totally different than the other ones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. This one is like, if you were 10 and under, you got to write 25 words on who your favorite hero is and why. If you were between 11 and 14, it was who's your least favorite hero and what can we do to fix them? <laughs> and if you were 15 and older, it was how should the Marvel Universe change to face the challenges of the 80s? <laughs> Wait, in 10 words or less? No, no, no. So the first two were 25 words. The the oh, how should Marvel God. Universe change were 50 words. So they got 50 words to decide how the Marvel Universe should face <laughs> the 80s. <laughs> oh, man. And if they liked it, they would give you $2,500. It's still, like, short enough to be more of a challenge than a... Than a I um, fully agree. What do you call a low barrier of entry? 
Yeah, how are you gonna like like that's a crazy question? How should the Marvel Some universe of everything change? wrong in the eighties and fifty words? <laughs> fifty words <laughs> or less, fifteen year old. Good God. Yeah. Anyway, Marvel comics cost fifty cents now. Price check. Let's talk about comics. <laughs> I'm sorry for all the bits. Have... <laughs> we wanted to start with Daredevil today. Anybody got some hot Daredevil takes? Yeah, well, the how first much one I read more... is real stupid. They're both kind of pretty stupid, I guess, actually. <laughs> this is pretty low how many week more do we for have Daredevil. To read, Andy? Uh, a fair amount. We're almost, we're so close to when Frank Miller takes over as as full-time everybody, writer, artist, etc. Okay. Um, it's just not quite. So are you going to honestly tell me you didn't fall in love with Porkchop Peterson and Foggy Nelson's horrible clown suits? <laughs> I mean, uh, visually, there's there's a there's some gags to attach yourself to, and Porkchop Peterson is a straight up goofball. Yeah, uh, but like, but, but no, I didn't. You know, I didn't. Uh, especially with Daredevil, but in general with comic books, I'm usually not signing up for a comedy romp. You know, so it's 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 a little bit of a betrayal of the audience. It just to do that just to do a just to do a like a filler comic relief issue mm-hmm. um although it's not exactly filler you know some important things happen um, foggy gets married yeah but but yeah i i no i don't like it when a serious comic that i'm enjoying decides to be a screwball for- <laughs> <laughs> uh i'll tell you this was the this was daredevil 166 was the first issue that i read during you know, when I sat down to do the reading for this and to essentially open to page one and have Daredevil say uh, to Heather, say, have I ever testified that I'm flat out head over heels wild about you? The evidence is overwhelming. Oof. Uh, oof. Big, oof. It's a big oof. You don't. you can't just make lawyer jokes like that. That's just so bad. It's like the lowest hanging fruit you have. <sighs> it hurt. It hurt a lot. Red flags. Red flags forever. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I was I was almost charmed by the 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 gladiator, this this villain that we have uh, who keeps calling people jackal and is like in love with this. I don't know. Is is she a lawyer? Is she like a civil servant? Like, what is she? She's like almost in charge of him. This woman named Betsy. And it's 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 very weird. It's very odd. She's like, um, she's like his social worker. Yeah, 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 exactly. And she's like, he's like a child. We can't, we can't blame him. But I don't know. <laughs> I kind of want to. He's a grown man, and he's terrorizing people. And he took kids hostage at a museum. I don't have that much rope to give him. <laughs> I don't know. I like the second one better. I think I do than, too. Than the gladiator. I think I like the the quarter of a century or the however long that guy's worked for that company. Right. Yeah. 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 We actually, it, it, this one almost attempts to say something, right? It mm-hmm. does. It's, it's so kind of cartoonishly brief, this history and, and the, the political uh, pontificating, which I agree with, but is so kind of jammed in there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I like that it once again, sort of cemented the space daredevil exists. Uh, between the system and outside the system. Yeah. Um, yes. That I enjoy. Yeah, because it's like there's this there's this rich guy named Edwin Cord, and he's, uh, you know, he's become the target of this new supervillain named the Mauler, uh, who 
we find out is a 63 year old guy in a in a suit that shoots beams, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of fun. I think we need more old dudes with beams uh, for a guy who could be a ra- who could have a 35 year career erased with a blip in a computer, which uh, felt a little bit like scare, like, you know, 80s fear of computers. But yes, whatever. They, they're allowed yeah. to feel that way um, to then be able to just walk out the building in a suit of power armor felt a little- <laughs> 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 they can delete you, but they can't keep track. Like, I I guess yeah, I if, if you can't keep track of your employees, then. They might walk out with your power armor. I guess. I guess it tracks. Fair is fair. <laughs> yeah, because because that was that was his whole deal. Is like after like they they fucking they screwed him. Uh, they 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 deleted all of his data, and then he couldn't even collect his pension. And uh, and so what's really funny to me is that in this like climactic encounter with the with the rich guy, he's like. Yeah, you deleted my identity. It's time for me to do it to you. And he just like destroys this guy's credit cards in front of him. Like that's a horrible <laughs> thing. Like he's he's the villain equivalent of losing your wallet. Like you, you can come back from that, you know? Like that's that's not a problem. I don't know if it was eat like harder in the 80s to replace a credit card or an ID card, but I feel like there were still like it probably had probably needed to happen. There was yeah, I don't think wallet theft was rarer. <laughs> no, <laughs> if anything, probably worse. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It 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 hit a little, you know, a little strange. But you know, the sort of this the the story they're telling about it you know, doesn't it doesn't land effectively. But I appreciated the attempt. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like say. the 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 older the older worker getting screwed over by the man and having his job replaced with automation and whatever. Like I can understand the purpose of all of those little beats but it's like it's like a baby playwrights class and then this is one of the students who can have something brilliant someday but someday my friend not not yet (laughs) you have the look of someone who's gonna write well later it does have the feel of uh yeah of a college play that uh, is trying to be (laughs) trying to say something and uh, failing every 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 time up to bat (laughs) uh Hey, we met a new guy today. This was our our sort of opt in to look at the Moon Knight title, the first couple issues of Moon Knight, and uh, it was not it's not Mark Spector's first appearance in comics because apparently he like showed up first in Werewolf by Night back in the late seventies, but we we sort of skipped that because we weren't really looking at that comic and didn't want to jump in or anything. But uh, we we do get his origin story here in Moon Knight One, so I don't feel like we're missing out on anything. Did <laughs> did this one hit for anybody? Did Moon Knight do it for you? Um, I have a qualified answer, which is yeah, say, questions. Oh, yeah, okay. so that that Great. makes sense. So I'll say what I'm gonna <laughs> say first because I think it'll it'll open up Shane because yeah. it, I think I'm not surprised at Shane's reaction. So basically, objectively, they're kind of a mess. Um, yeah. having read Moon Knight's origin in later reboots, uh. I liked what what they how much I liked what how much of the original character they managed to come up with right off the bat. Um, Yeah. And I was able to kind of keep track of this messy comic because I knew the basic beats of the story, although uh, a lot of it is um, different than than uh, what I've read, but not 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 substantially. Right. Um, but I mean, you know, uh, when a comic is around long enough, its origin will get replaced with a cleaner origin. I'm interested in this sort of less 
so in newer versions of Moon Knight, he's a little bit more of a uh, psychologically more difficult to diagnose. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, and even the existence of his god Kanchu is is unknown if they're real. I mean, you kind of think they must be because they gave him powers, and but maybe they did it. You just don't really know, and that's kind of right. Uh, because he's powers. basically Batman. He's he he sort of doesn't have powers, like. He sort of does and sort of doesn't. It's hard to it's hard to pin down whether or not his like, you know, his spookiness and the way he can kind of like, I don't know, his prowess has power base at all. Or if it's just that he's, you know, this, a trained mercenary, like it's hard to it's hard to know. Mark Spector has three distinct personalities. He seems to be able to move fluidly between. It doesn't seem like yeah. he's sort of act like getting uh, getting punched from one to the other right in, a, in an right. inconvenient way and mm-hmm. obviously in 1980 we didn't have as much of a, a clear understanding i mean i would say in 2022 we barely have like you know in in the general consciousness like media doesn't have a great understanding of did but like this character in 1980 doesn't look like they're even really attempting for him to have did so much as it's be like it seems convenient for mark specter to have multiple aliases uh, pause for a sec. I want to double check. Do you guys know much about Billy Milligan? I want to see what year he was. Billy, he was... I don't know anything about Billy Milligan. Yeah, no, not at all. I don't know that. I don't know what that is. Uh, he was a serial rapist who he was like the first kind of like big, ho- not Hollywood, but it most of those Hollywood, most of those Hollywood uh, split personality plot stuff you would see are mm-hmm. sort of somewhat based on him. Uh, in the so seventy seven was that when he was caught? I think they might be basing him a little bit off this guy in, in, in the, DI, the DID aspect of it. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I'm trying to see if that. Yeah, eighty one. The book was published, The Mind of Billy Milligan, but he would have already been a famous character. Yeah, yeah, because it says that a his. I, mean, I, don't, I just looked him up. It says that they, you know, they used it as his defense, and it was like the first time anybody had ever really used that in court. Um, that so that makes sense. They probably did kind of, to some degree. Well, use I don't that think as, I don't think Mark Spector is is a Billy Milligan type. But yeah, no, that, no, that, but. That version, that law and order version of split personality of is definitely that's the story, the Billy Milligan yeah. story. And and that's what Mark Spector seems to have is this very segmented personalities he can move between. <laughs> yeah, just sort of at will. He's like, you know, who'd be more useful now is the cabbie. And now he's the cabbie. <laughs> uh, I know we, we've kind of jumped ahead. It's OK. I my The thing that I hated the most about these first two issues is the way that those three personalities are introduced. I know they're awful because we we see his whole backstory, right? Like with his like, you know, being a mercenary in Egypt and his boss, the Bushman, being an awful comic, comically evil person Mm -hmm. being left for dead, being brought back to life, possibly by this Egyptian god. And now he's the knight of the moon. Uh, And we turn a page and it's like. And now he has three identities and he lives in New York with the, with the, <laughs> with the other characters. <laughs> Remember sex all the time and all three of them get to have sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's like war buddy Frenchie and this girl Marlene that he like saves and whose dad dies in Egypt. Like it's like, yeah, we turn the page and now they're all living together in a flat in New York and he's got three personalities and he fights crime. Keep going. Keep reading. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. I yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it does not. 
it it does not have a consistent tone um at all because like what we're describing sounds a little a little silly but like the first part of this issue is like dead serious and i will say again bushman is like wildly evil it's got uh, more of the cool art than i was expecting i thought this was going to look a lot more silver agey and it does Mm. but the sort of um you know blank white that they use just the paper yeah without without color and the style of when he's like gliding and shit still pretty solid it's pretty dope as soon as andy said he's kind of like batman a lot of it clicked and i was Ah. like oh okay because they the it feels like what's happening in the artwork doesn't really coincide with the written story itself where it there's the whole part where like the the weird um temple god thing is like staring at him and he's just like dead on the ground and it's like dramatic and then he wakes up and you're like okay so like what happened like what the fuck happened and then he puts on a cloak and he runs away like right. that's right cuz he's like I don't know. The, I also like he says this cloak is mine i am the moon's knight yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't even say I'm Moon Knight. He says I am the Moon's Knight, like Attorney's General or General or General or something. Uh, obviously, there's an apostrophe s in there, but it cracked me up a little bit. Now, I, I feel you the, trying to follow the, the the plot beats A to Z. If you don't have a history with Moon Knight, must be a little jarring. So, so something they added later, Shane, that I think I think works pretty well for Moon Knight. Um, is they changed Khonshu to be the, not the patron saint, but the Egyptian version of a patron saint, uh, to the, the god of, uh, what is it, travelers by night, travelers it's, and yeah. workers by night? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I th- not that that's a, a particularly important detail, but it does kind of help because he's he's off doing kind of weird shit, not being, a, not being an Avenger most of the time. And it's yeah. kind of like that's it's a I think a good lip service to that. That well, and something that I really appreciate is that it is baked in very early. Like issue two that we also read is like it's like as deep into the 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 kind of heroism that Mark usually gets up to as Moon Knight uh, as you can get because it's all about like street people, like homeless people, and like you know, late night workers and the kind of it's ignored. not grand, but they don't they don't codify it that way unless I missed it. No, no. But I, but I, what I'm what I'm saying is like I no other Marvel hero is really in that zone right now. Like you could totally. argue Daredevil totally. is, but like Daredevil even feels more like it's a little more high costumed villains and shit like. Yeah. And then going to battle with, you know, going to like high, high, uh, high court and all that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. A, like, yeah. Issue two Moon Knight is like the villain of issue two is like a serial murderer who's killing homeless people. And it's like, that's, that's moon Knight to me. Like that's his zone. Also a lot more ripped out of the headlines just as the Billy Milligan thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, I I think he's cool. I just, yeah, these issues are, are messy and, and what I was going to read earlier. Right. So like the, the tonally inconsistent thing, we've got like some funny dialogue. We've got some like wild shit with a God. And then, Later, you know, he finds out Bushman is in the, is in New York City and he's going to go find him and get revenge. And he tracks Bushman to this gentleman's club that I guess he's running or something. And as he goes in and is looking at the dancing girls, this is the narration. It says, were the faces of the women not so blank, so stripped of feeling, the scene would be reminiscent of a nightclub in the Sudan where slaughterers forced fresh widows to dance through their grief. 
Fucked like, up, bro. Dude. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty nuts. So I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm interested. Uh, but it is it is an odd read. Yeah. I'm on the same page. Uh I also want to give a shout out uh in the second issue. There's this character, you know, because I guess he has like this sort of the the cabbie personality has like maybe a diner or something that he hangs out with and he you know he ends up meeting these sort of you know late night people uh these street light people right like in journey um and he there's this woman this black woman named Gina and she's fucking awesome uh because basically her whole like her whole attitude is like you know what fuck the police fuck doctors fuck this guy who doesn't care about bums <laughs> fuck you and like the first thing that we hear from her, uh, his cabbie persona is like, hey, Gina, how are the kids? And she goes, still black, but not so proud anymore. Whatever happened to the 60s? <laughs> like, dang. Yeah. yeah, it is a dang. It's a hard dang. dang. Immediately. Okay, okay, Gina. Hey, what's yeah. up? <laughs> anyway, I don't know. This is this is a question mark. We'd added these first couple issues in. Are you interested in continuing a little bit or do we want to just sort well, of... Uh, so yes and no, um, because mm-hmm. we we're at we're at a we're at a fulcrum. We have to sort of do that with a lot of things. We've got a large backlog to sort of section out. Yep. Uh, in a in a vacuum, I am interested. If it turned, if uh, if we had to make some hard cuts, I don't know where I where I'd stand on it. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Shane? About whether or not we would keep reading this? Yeah. I mean it. It sucks because I feel like we only saw two issues of it. And yeah. we could do another week at the very least and then and then make that choice. I mean, yeah. I, I I thought there was enough meat on this bone. It was just a funky ass bone. Yeah. <laughs> you got a funky bone. Yeah. <laughs> you got a monkey bone. Uh, Brandon Fraser. Brandon uh, Fraser. And, and also, you know, <laughs> Marvel's kind of notorious or I don't know if they are in our book in our yeah. in our little universe. For their really awful issue ones, yep. so yeah. we only Why? actually really got one issue. <laughs> you know what they say: put your put your grossest foot forward. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> they'll real. stick around for the better feet. How many feet do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask that. I, I think <laughs> about that a lot. Actually, whenever we read stuff like this, whenever we read the origin stories or if we read the number ones, mm-hmm. if I if I paid money for that, I mean, like. I and paid they had money to wait to a month. Comics. But if I paid money for this and had to wait a month for the next one, I would forget about it. It yeah. wouldn't exist anymore. It'd be I'd be done. But Shane, remember, you dropped two quarters on this, but this issue might be worth twenty five hundred dollars to you. <laughs> <laughs> that twenty five hundred dollars sounds pretty sexy compared to this. issue. I think. Yeah. So based. So for Shane, we kind of had to pay a little. We had to go to issue one. And well, even for our podcast, we had to go to issue one. Sure. Uh, sure. Since I'm familiar with his origin story and we had just read issue two, I think I'd be a lot more stoked to, to keep reading this. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe we can keep Mark Spector in for one more week and just kind of see where our vibes at. And yeah. And then call it, call it, call it then. We'll punt it to, to the versions of us that live a week from now. Uh, and in the meantime, we have one more title to talk about. We, we are officially finishing the Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix saga in X-Men and starting whatever it is we're doing after that. So uh, we read 137 through 139. 
And I do apologize, 137 was a double size issue, but hopefully 138 being entirely recap sort of made up for that. Well, 137 was a lot of action, so it yeah. was not, it was really not that hard of a read. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is a, I would, I would hazard to say kind of a paint by numbers plot in terms of like, we've been transported to space and now we must engage in some sort of cultural duel. I feel like. Some version of that has happened like seven times already. Uh-huh. So so not only that, but it, it there's been this sort of consistent undermining of the death of Jean Grey that now I'm not even sure how I feel about it when, spoiler alert, she actually dies. Yeah. Uh, but there's things I like about this one. I, I, I'm a fan of Shi'ar Empire stuff in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Gladiator a lot. Yeah, this gladiator, not the gladiator from the Daredevil issue. No, sure. Yeah, there have been two gladiators, and uh, one of them is a badass Shi'ar uh, champion. Yeah. Uh, who's a He's member of cool. their, like, their sort of Shi'ar Avengers. Uh, yeah, and I he forget, beats I the shit the out of, of Colossus. Yeah. They're like the Royal Guard or something. Yeah, but they, they do have a name, and they are basically the Shi'ar Avengers. And I love that, because <laughs> other planets should have Avengers. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense if they don't. Anyway, uh, what I what I found myself liking more than the action in this particular issue was that there is, you know, because they're, they're teleported to the Shi'ar Empire and Lalandra is basically like, we got to kill her. Sorry, Xavier. And he's like, what the fuck? Uh, I thought we were cool. <laughs> I thought we were cool. You like... Had sex with me a lot or something. I don't really know what we got up to. Maybe it was just mind stuff. Maybe that's better. Maybe it is better. But you better. know it was mind stuff, and it is empirically better, because we saw Gene and Scott <laughs> spend a week doing mind stuff in a canyon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Uh, but they when when Xavier like invokes a duel, because he's very knowledgeable about Shi'ar culture, uh, first of all, they're the, like Kree and the Skrull are here and they're involved for some reason because I guess they're also scared of Dark Phoenix. And cool. Like, yeah, because oh. Dark Phoenix went on a galactic tirade. Right. And they're both like like the, the Supreme Intelligence and the Empress of the Skrulls are both like, OK, you can do this duel as long as the X-Men can't win. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think only the Skrull were that shitty. The the. Uh, <laughs> The Supreme uh, Intelligence. The Supreme was, Intelligence was was like this is eh, I I've crunched the numbers the the you know the number the odds are not good in the X Men's favor I accept this right I accept this outcome. But what happens next is that Lalandra's like cool we're gonna go forward with this so you get one day to rest and then we're on like Donkey Kong and in this day that they have to rest we get like these little vignettes we with watch each individual X Men yeah like just lounging in space. And just I doing love a these. real silver surfer, <laughs> just finding a meteor to, to just languish on. It's actually so it's like both really funny and fun and also kind of good, like story wise, because, you know, yes, we get things like 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 a like a hot masseuse shows up for Beast and he's like, oh, what? <laughs> but uh, but we, yeah, we also get all of them kind of like, you know, with their internal or external monologues yeah, about how they feel about Gene. Yeah, about Jean, about defending her to the death in this sort of, you know, in this sort of like extrajudicial battle. Yeah. And oh, and God, there's so much Wolverine body hair. I. Ugh. Yeah. He's he's 
He is covered head to toe in hair, that man. I like well, I like that they didn't give him like they didn't stop when it was sexy. They like made an <laughs> off made it an off putting amount of body yeah. hair. <laughs> Cause so many you know, that's the trope in comics, right? Like these these people are like they're all chiseled and uh and handsome yeah. and beautiful and like uh even though he's not, you know, he's not an ugly character. I just like the idea. I like the the creative choice to just, you know, uh, create an imperfection, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you're really into that. Yeah, maybe and, that's not maybe that's that's just fine for some people. I don't know. It yeah. seemed like a lot. It seemed it like does seem like, like a, a coat lot. of fur. <laughs> it's a normal amount. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Anyway, I liked I liked those scenes. I like the I actually really like what we're seeing of of Nightcrawler of Kurt over these few issues. Um yeah. we're getting some good some good Kurt time and I like the characterization that we're getting of him. He feels the most like a kid currently in the group. Obviously now that's a little different uh now that Kitty Pride will be joining, but like he definitely has the sort of most like well, he positive has the, energy. He has a positive energy and he's it, it, interestingly, you know, he's often the sort of moral compass to the group, but maybe not mm-hmm. so much at the, at the presently, but uh, it's couched in this. He's, you know, he's not a very effective combatant right? Uh, compared to somebody who is made out of metal or can never die <laughs> or shoots lasers. <laughs> yeah. um, he's 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 both, uh, you know, constantly kind of bemoaning his ineffectiveness uh, but also is unburdened with having like had to take a life like because it's not really within his power set. Yeah. Yeah. He feels like the most fragile, like 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 when something bad happens, like he could fall the farthest because he's still, oh, he still no. like has some semblance of, of happiness. <laughs> whenever the X-Men fuck like the way the, the canary in the coal mine for when the X-Men go too far and fuck shit up is when Kurt's like, all right, guys, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say this is, this is the part that I found the most, uh, confounding, I guess, is that during this huge fight that of course the X-Men do basically end up losing, uh, to the, the Shi'ar Avengers. At one point, Wolverine just kind of falls, he trips and falls into the Watcher's house (laughs) and the Watcher's like, you can't be here. Why are you here? And he's like, I don't know. Like, okay, (laughs) well, I can't interfere. I can't, I can't help you, but I can warn you how dangerous my house is and tell you to get the fuck out and then he leaves and there's no point to it why did we have that scene and why does Watu have a house in the Shi'ar it's like his it's like his it's like his like <laughs> vacation home in Puerto Vallarta <laughs> oh, this guy we fuck. know this guy lives on the moon I know Ugh. anyway Gene self-destructs uh, uh, yeah, through this through this battle, she uh, she reawakens the Dark Phoenix and uh, yeah, self destructs is a yeah. I don't need I don't have any anything else to add to that. Yeah, I mean we get we get some lines from I thought Wolverine. I had context, but I was like, nah, that pretty much covers yeah. it. <laughs> Wolverine does sort of like attempt to he he's not close enough to try and like finish the job and kill Gene, but he's like, look, everyone else seems too emotionally compromised. Yeah, and well, I, love, had, I love this he woman, had, but promised before right that he wouldn't let it yep. he wouldn't let mm-hmm. it go that far again but uh ultimately she does and but gets herself gets herself uh taken care of she's yeah. blasted 
Yep. She gets a brain it, blast. Brain <laughs> blast. Yeah. And uh, and watching from a distance is the watcher and I guess his new best buddy, the recorder, who makes a re- triumphant return. Yes. Watch his boy. You, I love the recorder you, as just somebody's homeboy, like an unexplained yeah. homeboy. <laughs> Bro to the cosmos. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> I just like he's the galaxy's DDR and it's just <laughs> it's really Dude, nice. I love him. I love him. I love that he's still around. I hope that he keeps showing up randomly in things we read because, you know, I know we're probably not going to get ton of Nile back. And and in terms of in terms of early friends we made on this podcast, the record is <laughs> a big one for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and I, I mean, as far as I know, like nothing I've read in the more modern era has featured the recorder. So he's fun as this sort of Easter egg for us yeah. as a character who I'm pretty confident uh, does not play a linchpin uh, role <laughs> in, in any uh, big Marvel uh, events. Totally. Uh, and then we get the, the funeral episode, which is a recap of literally everything since X-Men issue one, which seems excessive to me. A little bit, uh, but I, I yes, I, I don't know that I would have gone the direction they went. There's some good, uh, there's some good narration, and it's it's basically culminating in Scott's decision to leave the X Men. Yep, and you can't just do that in a page and then get into the next issue, you know. No, so I don't know what they would have done, but I agree the recap was not my favorite choice. Although there, it's intermixed with some really fun art. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember one of you pointed out how cool I posted that, out, that panel a, yeah, was. There's a yeah, there's like Nightcrawler in the tree. Yeah. Oh, it's in it's in Backlog General is the 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 picture. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Like near the near the end when when Scott's it's 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 basically just Scott Curtin and Xavier having this brief conversation where like Xavier's like, "Yeah, so you're leaving, huh?" And he's like, "Yep. I'm fucking out of here." And everybody can't do it like, anymore, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Scott's leaving. I don't know how long that's going to last. I don't know how much of a, a wave that's going to make. Uh, obviously, I mean, Aurora becomes the team leader after that, which I feel like is the right call. It, well, it's not like the nerds can go to the internet and complain about it and get him back. So. <laughs> 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 not yet. I don't. Yet. I don't love all the choices they make with Aurora just for for a while because they're they're just so precious with her and kind of Mary suing her, where she's like good at everything and uh-huh. marries a king and uh, is the leader <laughs> of the X-Men. <laughs> um, and then at some point she becomes punk rock, but it's still cool. I mean, punk rock is cool, but you know what I mean? Like she still yeah. like has all the same legitimacy while being a punk rocker. You're like, okay, this is a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but you know, she's, she's an A-list. She's an A-lister for a reason. Like the character is good and her yeah. powers are always awesome on the page. Uh, this last issue, we can kind of, you know, speed through really quick. Uh, we get Kitty officially on the team. She's training with everyone. Uh, there's a really great scene. And the at tangerine. The, the tangerine. <laughs> the tangerine. That's Wolverine's orange suit is the tangerine. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I love uh... it. <laughs> well, actually, that's this is my this is my favorite Nightcrawler bit yet, where uh, after after training in the danger room, he sort of swings in and is like, I got lemonade for everybody. And Wolverine's like, you know, I don't fucking drink lemonade. And he's like, I brought a beer for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a good host. 
And then I just our, love you. He's got our, a tray with like six lemonades and one beer. <laughs> so good. Even the even the line delivery is so good too. Just like Nightcrawler's killing it. He's killing it. But otherwise, this is basically a non-issue. We're just kind of establishing kind of the status quo post post Scott and uh, yeah, Kitty Pride's kind of like officially in the castle. Yeah, Kitty's got dance lessons with a uh, with a cool new oh, dance teacher. Oh, the dance teacher. lessons with the cool new dance mm-hmm. teacher was fun. <laughs> She's fucking hot and cool. Yeah, uh, her name's Stevie Hunter. She's Stevie. she seems awesome, <laughs> and she's gonna teach Kitty dance. And that's right. This was another thing. Was just like a rose just got this like random hot best friend. And then like you know what I mean? Like this just she's <laughs> yeah. just so infallible to the to the point that it's sometimes comical, sometimes annoying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Logan and Kurt go off on their own little thing. It seems like that's what we're gonna follow in this issue and the next issue. Uh, Wolverine wants to like you know, deal with the whole alpha flight trying to come after him thing. He's like, I feel like that should be, you know, we should close up this thread. And uh, they go visit this lady uh, and she's like, Logan. And Kurt's like, is Logan your name? He's like, <sighs> what? You never asked what my name was. <laughs> I, so I, I had, to, I wanted to ask you guys about this. I, it's possible having all, all three of us, you know, in the future where his name has never been a mystery. Uh-huh. I could have sworn it has come up. You know, I, I, I thought think that it I, might not have. Well, what did? Uh, oh fuck! I was basically on her Japanese name, Michiko. What did? Oh yeah, I forget what her name is. I don't know. I'm looking it up. It's Mariko. 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 Yeah. So what? What does Mariko call him? I could have sworn it has come up, but I I could be wrong because again, this is one of those blind spots for me because I never thought to be looking for it. Well, it's weird. I, I looked it up on the on the Marvel Wiki. Uh, I looked up this issue just now, uh, issue one thirty nine, and under trivia, it says Wolverine's civilian name Logan is revealed in this issue. Well, fair enough. And I don't know if that means like in universe revealed or what. But well, like, it's it not does... his civilian name. No, it also goes on to say at this point Wolverine doesn't remember his true name is James Howlett. <laughs> okay, as long as we establish that, as long as I get some cred back. <laughs> Don't worry, the Marvel Wiki is pretty pretty on top of its shit from what I can tell. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, they go off, they meet they meet up with the the Alpha Flight. They're going to fight a Wendigo who acts like a Pokémon and just yells out Wendigo all the time. <laughs> and I, I don't know, I, more on that next week, I guess. Uh It's pretty goofy, <laughs> but you know, you, you I enjoy the Alpha Flight. Me too. Yeah. So god it's been it's been so long since we last recorded. I've missed this, Shane. It's time for your bit in this show. I did I did all mine up front. You take yours now. <laughs> I I get mine in the back. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to this week's the first of 2022's Fuck Mary Kill, where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. Hello, welcome. Welcome to today's game. I'd like to take you on an adventure. Um, mm-hmm. Really quick, as as we get started, I just I need you to know that Kitty Pride is not on this list, specifically because that's disgusting. How dare you? Right. <laughs> yes. Um, God, there's another one of those panels of her and Peter, and he's like eight times her size this week. Uh, and I'm like, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, 
Um, I also didn't put the Harry Wolverine panel on here because <laughs> I heard you guys talking about it, so I had to scribble it out real fast. You can include it. Hey, he's a hot man. I would I would take it into consider- consideration. Uh, <laughs> no, you'd I be would, like, leave I the costume on. Back hair or no? <laughs> I'm considerize all the time. <laughs> um, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay, so first off, we're going to talk about Moon Knight. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Mo- good. M- Moon Knight is one of those choices. Okay. Um, our our secondary choice is Lockley. Which one is now, the cabbie? Forget- Which one oh, is the cabbie? Oh, the cabbie. Oh, fuck! I got this for you. Specifically, the cabbie. Okay. I thought we I got, were doing I got this for you. Moon Knight, the uh, the overarching. Uh, oh. Yeah. No. 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 Oh, so here you go. Here character. You go. It's, it's here you go. So we're, it's we're Jake, doing it's it's Jake Lockley. Jake three, Lockley. Okay, all right. We're doing three different Moon Knights. So, secondly, secondly, we have Jacob Lockley, which is Wait, one of Moon Knights. When you said Moon Knight, it, did you mean Mark Spector or the the character in costume Moon Knight? Oh, the character in costume. Okay. okay, okay. So, oh, and now now we've got the cabbie. So okay, this so is we got Moon Knight. We got Moon Knight. We got the cabbie, right? Jacob J- Jacobson Lockley, whatever <laughs> whatever his name is, Jake uh-huh. Lockley, and twenty five hundred dollars. Shit, okay, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) Okay, no, I I, want to say something first before we get off. Like, I know now you guys have your established bits and I don't have one. It's okay, this room, baby. Well, what I was going to say was I kind of feel like whenever we do X-Men, that's like my... I'm I'm not taking credit for it, but I I take the same enjoyment, I think, that... Anybody else does of their of their respective segments. I, so the X- I enjoy X-Men this for you is a price check for me. Uh, all right, Andy, hit us with your thoughts. Look, I love this. Almost became like a like a it, like a different game. It's like, would you fuck this one? Fuck this one, or take two hundred and two thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, almost <laughs> like saying, "Would you fuck Moon Knight for twenty five hundred dollars?" Because that's what you're is. giving up, right? <laughs> well, okay. So what's interesting to me? I can't believe you. <laughs> well, I, I gotta, I gotta know. Is there a difference between fucking and marrying twenty five hundred dollars? Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Yes. So let's what say, is let's, let's say, uh, 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 unless Shane has a better idea, I, I can give some parameters. All right. Well, do you, I do feel like, well, $2,500 isn't going to last your whole marriage. No. No, but I think we can, we can establish that it's $2,500 on a, you know, a good night out on the town or uh, $2,500 in your Roth IRA. It doesn't sound like that's huh. the game, though, Rory. I know, sounds, but what? Huh. It, but but what is marrying twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> if not putting it into your savings account? Like, do you, <laughs> Mandy, take you twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> to be your lovely wife? You have to do something responsible with that money. I feel like you I don't, do. It, it's not a party. Okay, it's not Dad. party money. No, no, no. Fuck no. is the party money. I'm a not wedding, saying you. A wedding is a party. <laughs> Yes. Marrying <laughs> marrying twenty five hundred dollars looks okay, like so really they're, good so they're wings interchangeable. and okay, delicious so cake. They're interchangeable. There's no difference. <laughs> it's a it's a wash this week. Oh man, no, I I'm <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I I'm choosing to opt into to Rory's version where fucking twenty five hundred dollars means you blow it on fun. And okay. marrying it means you save it or or be more responsible with it. I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna all right, all right. I'm gonna opt into that version because it'll help me make a decision. So Moon Knight is hot 
and spooky, and that is fun, <laughs> and right? Spooky's hot. <laughs> spooky can be hot. That's all I'm saying. Spooky can be hot. I'm going on record. Um, so I mean, my initial feeling is fuck Moon Knight. Uh, mm-hmm. then that that brings me to a a, a kind of a conundrum, right? Because twenty five hundred dollars is great, and I don't but know. Would you kill a man for twenty five hundred dollars? <laughs> would I kill a man for twenty five hundred dollars? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> In the seventies, maybe, maybe not now. This is the eighties now, baby. Anything goes. Uh, oh, fuck. God, I hate. Oh no, that's so bad because like I I, I don't necessarily want to be married to the cabbie because he's very nice and very interesting, but I don't necessarily. But I also don't want to kill him for twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> 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 okay. I'll, I, okay. I, I've got you guys. I've got. Okay, I, I can it. hold us down. Okay. I I will marry the cabbie, Mister Jacob Lockley. Okay. Uh, he's very nice and cool. Uh, and uh, you know he's got a car. <laughs> he does have a car, and he cares about. He's the got a guy. job, and he cares about the little guy. Now, here's the thing about Moon Knight: your mental health is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Mm. And um, I feel that. Uh, I couldn't in good conscience en- enable him. And I, as I don't, I, I, I hope that in my version of killing Moon Knight, I'm just letting him run around town till he dies inevitably from, <laughs> from lack of self-care. <laughs> like I'm not intervening in this man's downward spiral. I see. I see. Okay. All right. All right. And that means I get to buy 5,000 tacos. <laughs> <laughs> all at once. <laughs> 5,000 Taco Tuesdays to enjoy. <laughs> and, then you, and then you sleep on a bed of tacos like smog. <laughs> <laughs> like smog, but for tacos. <laughs> no, I I want $2,500 too much. I'm poor. I mean, I'm not poor, poor, but like I'm not middle class. And $2,500 would change would change my life to a certain degree. Andy's Andy, you're you're doing your like pre American Idol speech right now, talking about twenty five hundred dollars. It would change my I life. Just... This money would change my life. <laughs> getting getting a ticket to Hollywood would change my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna fuck twenty five hundred dollars and blow it on really dumb shit. I'm gonna marry. You can't say it's going to change your life and then say you're going to blow it. Yeah, it'll change my life today. It can be a joke (laughs) answer like mine, but I want to hear you spend that money. I don't want to say just buy it, blow it on dumb shit. Okay. Okay. Spend your spend your twenty five hundred because I'm going to spend mine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My twenty five hundred dollars is going to. a really absurdly nice night out with a few friends. We go to some dumb, like really fancy place. We buy as many drinks as we want. And then whatever money I have left over at the end, I buy video games because I'm true to myself and I know what's what's up. (laughs) Like a lot of video games. I might buy some gremlin food. Yeah. A couple gremlin gremlin food. (laughs) Gremlin treats. Gremlin treats. (laughs) Uh, I I marry, I will marry Moon Knight. He just seems very cool, and at the moment, at any moment, he can call Frenchie, and we can take off in a in a <laughs> fun a fun like Moon Knight shaped jet and 
fly off into the night. Nice. Uh, and sorry, I'll kill the cabbie. Shane, what are you doing? Tell us about your money. <laughs> I don't know. Putting it in my Roth sounds pretty good. Um, <laughs> especially, baby, especially baby, I want you to put it in my 80s. Roth. <laughs> Daddy gets to retire at 63. Right? Exactly. Especially if I put it like in the 80s and then we give it all this time. Um, <laughs> I... I kill the cabbie. I kill him. Okay. I kill our cab friend, Jacob. Um, and a good man dies for money. I just, listen, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to wave $2,500 in front of my face. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to hold $2,500 in front of my face and you're going to say, you can fuck that guy. And you can kill that guy and you can have twenty five hundred dollars. And you don't think I'm going to go. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> One, two, three, this baby. Is, <laughs> this is the 80s, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so you fuck Moon Knight and you marry twenty five hundred. You put it in your Roth. How much cocaine am I doing is the real question. Hey, um, that's a lot. You. It's nineteen eighty. Reagan yeah, just won. No. You got a bunch of sadness. So okay, are you going to so drown it? I think I think technically I have to marry Moon Knight. Because I want. Oh, because you want to the blow money. the money. Got it. Yeah. I so want to blow the money. Night. Yeah. Okay. So you do. Yeah. You do and what I, I do. Yeah, but I only buy two PS fives. <laughs> <laughs> but scalper prices. You no, my bathroom place. Yeah, exactly. I have to. Get a, I have to get a bathroom PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> I need. I need an upstairs PlayStation and a downstairs PlayStation. <laughs> one for me and one for Paul. <laughs> oh, you're trash. My That's my trash. downstairs boy. <laughs> 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 oh man this is this has been great thanks for I listening like that, i like that coexistence <laughs> scenario because you married another man and just were like here's a ps5 we cool that's yeah that's how i, that's how I keep it cool <laughs> oh thank you everyone for listening to issue 46 of the infinite backlog and uh you know what <laughs> buy all your downstairs boys playstations <laughs> Just do it. It's a good. It's good. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.